of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Monday the 11th. You're tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, serving us Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. Visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Gavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Happy uh, Monday. Oh, yes. Happy. It is Monday, isn't it? I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yeah. So I, I've been trying to process this all morning. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hate to start the show like this. Mm-hmm. It's important. But there was a fatal accident yesterday <clears throat> um, over in Ranson. It, it, people know it's the intersection where Home Depot, Panera, mm-hmm. uh, it's Oakley Drive and, and Route 9. And uh, people were very concerned because it, it looked really bad. There was a fatality. And I reached out to the Ranson Police Department um, and and got a press release. We'll be processing this into a news story <clears throat> and putting it on our our casts um, it, throughout the day. But uh, yesterday, around eleven fifty a.m., a seventeen-year-old female from Charlestown uh, died as a result of her injuries. She had been exiting the shopping center um, and was uh, was hit. Um, her vehicle was hit by a, a an F three fifty Ford truck being operated by 30, uh, 51-year-old Eugene Weatherholt of Harper's Ferry. Uh, witnesses at the scene, according to the City of Ransom Police Department, agreed the Ford truck had proceeded west through the intersection without attempting to stop or slow down for the red traffic signal, striking uh, not only this girl's vehicle, but also another. Mm. Um, so uh, Ransom Police Department was helped by the state police and the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department uh, and I reached out to Hans Fogel, and if you just give me, um, mm-hmm. I I was looking at their um, at the school website, right? <clears throat> but um, there apparently is a release on um, the the Washington High School uh, website as well, and I'll try to see if I can grab that. Talking about the uh, the person, student, the per- yeah. yeah, because it was a seventeen year old mm-hmm. man. Um, Try to, of course, whenever you try to, <laughs> you gotta. Okay. The internet doesn't go for you. Yeah. Well, and well I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing it right now. But apparently, from what we're understanding, it was a student in, right. from Washington High School. And um, so, our condolences uh, with with the family and the, mm-hmm. the other students. I'm sure they'll have extra staff involved, and we'll uh, te- we'll get all this information together and put it together as part of a news package. Right. Keep an eye on that uh, updated information over so on yeah, PanhandleNewsNetwork.com and our WPMWCSD uh, Facebook page. But on a little lighter note, the Unity Campaign, well, I guess a bittersweet note, the Unity Campaign's wrapping up tomorrow. Uh, of course, we've been uh, talking with folks with the United uh, Way, the Eastern Panhandle Unity Campaign, uh, for the last couple of days now in our speed dating series. And joining us to talk about uh, the Unity Campaign and things that have been going on is Penny Porter. Penny, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm sorry to start the the broadcast off on such a, a hard note. You know, all of us are, you have 
kiddos and her families. And oh, it's rough. my heart just broke when, when I heard you mention that I had not heard about it yet. And I have a, a 16 and an 18 year old daughter and two daughters. And, um, yeah, I, my, my, your thoughts immediately go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, my, my uh, condolences and, and, um, thoughts and prayers to everyone involved. The Absolutely. one great thing about having you guys come in is that we know that sometimes in, in our worst moments, some of the member agencies and the organizations that are part of the unity campaign come through and help kind of lighten the load. So, um, how many 37? Absolutely. Yes. This year we have 37 participating organizations, uh, which is up from last cycle that we've done it. I think we had 31 the last time. So 37, um, that are serving, yeah, the, the Eastern Panhandle, Berkeley, Morgan and Jefferson counties and, and doing exactly what you mentioned, Marcia, um, from, um, you know, pre-pandemic times, but certainly saw just an increased need for their services throughout the pandemic and recovery um, time from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime with, with crisis services, but also, um, you know, with other areas of need, you know, as well. Yeah, and that's the cool thing with me with, uh, you know, talking to all these member agencies and stuff is, you know, hearing how they kind of transitioned from pre-pandemic to during the pandemic. And now as we're kind of on the way out of the pandemic, because a lot of these member agencies had, uh, you know, Food. They dealt with, you know, food or kids, you know, transportation or clothing or things like that, too, which, you know, really were highlighted when the pandemic, you know, got into full swing. Absolutely. And one of the things, you know, with with that increased need with, you know, all the changes that happened in such a short amount of time when the, the pandemic hit, um, their referrals just really skyrocketed. So a lot of need and, and a lot of um, individuals didn't know where to go. And they were directed to the, mm-hmm. to our local nonprofit community. Um, unfortunately, the revenue streams didn't necessarily follow. So they were, were tasked with doing a lot more work mm-hmm. with fewer dollars and in many instances, a loss of volunteers. You right. know, some of our organizations lost 30, 40, 50% of their volunteer base at that time as well. And they're starting to rebuild that, you know, and grow it back. But a lot, you know, kind of fell on their shoulders to, mm-hmm. to uh, handle. And uh, they're, they're great. They, they, you know, they just keep going and, yeah. and find a way, you know, but we're so thankful that unity is a, is a, a mechanism that can help get some of those dollars back to them uh, when they so desperately need it. So how has the Unity campaign been going? It's been going great. Thank you so much. And I cannot thank you enough for your support. Uh, it, uh, it's just unbelievable. Our our nonprofit organizations look forward to it so much. They love being able to oh, come on. the speed on. dating segments. They do. <laughs> yes. So we're very, very excited for all of your coverage and support. It really means a lot because we have to get their stories out there right. so that other people you know, know what they do. And, and this is an incredible opportunity to right. be able to have so many of them come in and speak with you. So many many things and i feel like with a lot of these organizations you don't know that they exist until you need you know that service so it's nice you know to hear about all these different exactly yes Uh, we learn something new all the time you know (laughs) with what they're doing or a new organization Mm -hmm. that that um, arrives in the the eastern panhandles i've said this before but heather does such a good job of getting the groups together you Mm -hmm. know they come in three sometimes four groups at a time and they're also supportive of each other. They are. And that has been so evident every year that we've done this. And and this year's no exception. I just heard a story last week from a director and um, she came into the office and and she's uh, kind of one of those those rock stars as far as being able to promote on Facebook and, and do the live videos and, and those sorts of things. And really, she's great at telling her story. And another director apparently was with her at a, um, an event and said, oh, I wish I could could do that. I wish I could be like that. And she's like, well, here, let's just do one. And so she did a video together with her. And, oh, and that cool. that kind of camaraderie and, and helpfulness is really um, what makes this campaign so special and unique. 
unique is that they learn from from us and all the great materials Heather produces, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. She does an entire toolbox for for every agency to use and, and different things to get their stories out there. But um, they learn from each other too, mm-hmm. and they really get that support. and And it's great because it's a collaborative process. So, uh, do you know any numbers yet, or will you not know that until you know once it, everything's wrapped up? So um, anyone can actually check, and we we check like multiple times a day. Like <laughs> you know, we refresh that button all the time at our, on our website. And so uh, right now we had set a goal of four hundred thousand. So right now it sits um, very close to two hundred fifty thousand. Oh wow! So that includes the hundred thousand dollars of matching funds that we secured. So the agencies themselves have raised close to one hundred fifty thousand. Wow! And that that's yes, it is a wow. And that's actually probably low because we have a stack of forms on Heather's desk that she still needs to input. But it's just it, they're coming in so quickly that um, and no we're, pressure, Heather. Right? Yeah. I know we're just a little short staffed um, right now, so we're, we're isn't um, everyone? I know. Mm. <laughs> I know. So we're trying to to get that information in as quickly as possible, but. But we have another day um, of of two days today and tomorrow officially of the campaign. And then anything that's postmarked by tomorrow will still count towards the match up to so so many days. And so uh, we won't actually have final numbers um, and for another week or two um, because we do uh, try to to track everything here that's coming in um, in the last in the the last couple of days. And the wonderful entity or person who is matching doesn't want to be known. Correct. Yes, it is an anonymous sponsor. Mysterious. Mysterious, yes. So an anonymous sponsor. And then we've also had a lot of anonymous gifts this year as well. Um, Really quickly, I'll tell you a story that we had an individual just stop by um, and she wanted to remain anonymous as well. Um, But she gave $50 to every single organization. And we were just so inspired and touched by that. But then I was sharing that story just with a small group uh, at at a meeting and uh, the next day, I had another individual that was inspired by her gift of generosity that also wished to remain anonymous, but did the exact same thing. Oh, wow. Um, so we have so many of these types of stories. And, and you know, we definitely say every single dollar counts. Mm-hmm. And so we also are collecting, um, you know, one of our organizations is counting the, the change that children bring in. And, and so it's every single penny that and every dollar, you know, collects together and, and makes such a huge impact um, for our organization. So uh, we're just so very grateful for everyone that that's contributed to Unity. And we're speaking with Penny Porter from the uh, United Way of the Eastern Panhandle talking about the Unity campaign, which is wrapping up tomorrow. Uh, but you can still donate. You can still get involved, right? Absolutely. Yes. So uh, how do you do that. So uh, you can actually, we, we accept donations by cash, check, or online. Uh, you can go to y- our website, um, uwayep.org slash uh, unity campaign. And all of the information is there. The donation form is there if you prefer to mail it in, but you can do a secure online transaction as well. Awesome. Again, Penny Porter uh, with the United Way of the Eastern Panhandle uh, talking about the unity campaign. And thank you for coming in and chatting with us and, you know, helping us, you know, get the word out about all these member organizations and all the great things that they're doing out there. I mean, uh, you can, if you look on your Facebook page, I mean, you see all the posts of all the different organizations, all the cool things they're doing. And it's nice and it's nice for us, I can mm-hmm. speak for the both of us, to be able to get their story out. So thank you for letting us do that. Thank you very, very much. Absolutely. And stick around for more. We got a youth invasion coming into uh, <laughs> Panhandle. I have a ton of them. Uh, the, the kids from South Middle School coming in to talk about uh, some robotics. So stick around for that here in a minute on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kabalik. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewater. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, we have a ton of visitors in the studio right now. And they're cooler than we are. They are way cooler than we are. <laughs> way smarter than me. Uh, that is same, definitely sure. Same here. So I'll broadly introduce it as mm-hmm. the Vex Knots and the Mighty Ducks 2.0. So that's already cooler than us. Absolutely. And they're from South Middle School here in Martinsburg, robotics team. So we'll start with the Vex Knots here over to my right. Whoever wants to start, go ahead and introduce yourselves. My name is Lachlan. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in seventh grade at South Middle School. I'm Jaden, and I'm with the seventh grade uh, South Middle School robotics team. Nice. I'm Jonah Mullinax. Uh I am a seventh grader at South Middle School on the Vex Knots robotics team. And then over to the left, we have the Mighty Ducks. My name is Andrew Teacher, and I'm on the 8th grade robotics team. Oh. Go ahead. My name is Brody Fischel, and I'm on the 8th grade robotics team. My name is Ariana Adkins, and I'm also on the 8th grade robotics team. Well, welcome in the Mighty Ducks and the Vex Knots. So we'll go back and start with the Vex Knots here. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the robotics courses out there at uh, the South Middle School and a little bit about, you know, you guys as a team. What are you guys getting into? Robotics, um, well, each year in Vex, they give us a different task, and we have to build a robot accordingly to the tasks we have to handle. No way. So how tough? So you got to do all the programming and all things like that? Yeah. Uh, you also have to build your robot based off the restrictions, like how high or tall it can be or what your robot can and cannot do. You can't use, you can only use the pieces that they give you, and you can't, like, make your own right. or use other pieces. Um. So the current challenge for this year, it's called, uh, I believe, pitching in. It's so there's a bunch of balls around the field, and your robot's objective is to get as many into the scoring areas as possible. And So is this like battle bots that I've seen on TV and stuff before, where there's two robots with like a big spike on the back that are trying to you know, knock the other one out? they're fighting each other. That might be the Mighty Ducks, maybe. But uh, Vex not. So uh, you said play ball, or uh, what did you say? The it's called pitching in. Pitching, pitching in. in. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, the main ro- the robot that they give you uh, to start off with, if you want to, it's a robot called Fling, which has a catapult that you can shoot them in. So that like pitching in, it's like kind of like ah. throwing them in, but you don't have to do that. You can make your own. So how far have you been able to toss a ball or throw a ball or anything like that? Um, we haven't done Fling. The eighth graders mm-hmm. are close to it, but um, our robots right now, we just have to corral them and get them into the low bar. And that's basically how we score points. So how how tough is it to program these robots, build these? How how how, how much tough code of a is test? involved? Yeah, code. Thank you, code. Um, it's well, we have to build our robot. We have to wire it up, and then we have to do the coding to each port. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and he wants to make a, a point, and then we'll move over to the other side of the room. I'd say that. I'd say. I say. Go. Go, yeah. Um, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, one of the uh things. Is that there are several different like modes of competing in the competition. Like, there's the main thing where you um, uh, you try and score with another team and their robot. But there are also skills challenges where you have to program the robot to go on a previously set course mm-hmm. around the field and try and score as many goals as possible. It's called the autonomous skills challenge. Wow. Which is also 
that's the main coding part. Well, I don't think I could say uh, autonomous when I was in middle school. That is for sure. But moving over uh, to the Mighty Ducks. So tell us a little bit about you know the Mighty Ducks, about your robot and what you're trying to get your robot to do. And you can swing that mic to whoever wants mm-hmm. to talk. All righty. So um, our robot this year, um, we're working on two robots, actually. We're working on a robot that can fling into the higher goal. And we also have a, a robot that we already built um, that we use in our other competitions. It's... Uh, it can um, push the balls into the low goal, um, like the Vexenauts robot here. Um, so what are some of the challenges with trying to get, instead of, you know, like the Vexenauts with them corralling the balls in, what are some of the challenges with throwing the ball the, with the robot? Um, so throwing, Andrew, do you want to talk about throwing? <laughs> so right now we're working on something called a flywheel, mm-hmm. which has two wheels and it just spins really fast, so it just flings it up in there. Um, and the other thing is, like, the catapult, like Vex Knots were talking about. Very both cool. Are, both are very hard to do. You have to do very certain programming, and, yeah. Very cool. So uh, tell us about the uh, competition. And uh, Well, actually, before that, how much of your day does this take up with, you know, the <laughs> robotics? It sounds like it's a lot of work that goes into this. So we have... We have practices um, almost every single day that we can during school. Wow. We have this period called armor, and it's kind of almost like a pre-period. Yeah. Sometimes it's they study hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically. So we, we didn't spend our get, study halls like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> we try and get into practice as much as we can, and we also have after-school practices, but those are those 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 are kind of hard to attend when you have other activities. Mm-hmm. So, I imagine all of you are busy, too, like with yeah, other things as well. But <laughs> like you were saying about the competition, I'd say uh, when we got to States, we were definitely like hit in the face because there were people who already had flywheels. Right. And they were flinging, getting hundreds of points. Yeah, that that was crazy. We made it to yeah. Worlds, though. Oh, you made it to yeah, Worlds? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yes, sir. Whoa. So how'd you do them? Where was Worlds at? It... Yes, yeah. it is in Dallas, Texas. So that is the one coming up, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. correct. Okay, so I need one person who's really good on like where and when all this is happening to let me know. But who's got the details? That? Yeah, who's got the deets? So on May 8th through the 10th, the middle school Vex Robotics will be attending. Um, yeah. In, t- in <laughs> Texas, right? Yeah, yeah in Dallas, Texas. Who else wants to add to that? Uh, yeah, so... On April 8th through the 10th, we're going to be going to Dallas, Texas to attend the World Compa- uh, the world Championship where we'll, where we'll be working with people from, like, other states, mm-hmm. other, like, areas of the world. Other yeah, other, other countries. countries yeah. And, uh, wow. and China. basically the whole thing is you have another person that you work with, and you try to see how many balls you can get collectively. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a, f- a fun experience to work with people that have, like, different ideas than us because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's inspiration everywhere you look, yeah. too. Did you want to add something to that? Yeah, and there's just a ton of new people that we get to meet and mm-hmm. share our ideas with and be inspired. So I think it's a great op- opportunity. For Absolutely. Us. Again, we're speaking uh, with some of the kids from South Middle School STEM program, uh, the Vex Knots and the Mighty Ducks. So real quick, we'll let everybody, again, one more time, because I'm sure you got moms, dads, grandparents, all kinds of people listen to you. So I want everybody to go around and say your names one more time and your team name, and then uh, we'll have to we'll let you guys get on out of here and get back to school. I'm guessing it is Monday, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
You can just stay Please here. Please keep us here. <laughs> so All right. Ahead. So one my, more time. My name is Lachlan, and I'm on the Vex Knots. I'm Jaden Garcia, and I'm with the Vex Knots. I am Jonah Malnax, and I'm with the Vex Knots. I'm Andrew Tiedrick, and I'm with the Mighty Ducks 2.0. I'm Brody Fischel, and I'm with the Mighty Ducks 2.0. I'm Ariana Adkins, and I'm with the Mighty Ducks 2.0. If Very someone cool. wants to help out, because you guys do need to fundraise to get there. Uh, okay, you want to take that information? Yeah. Uh, so we have a Facebook page. It's this. We have Instagram. We have a Venmo. Uh, Under what name? South yeah. Middle Boosters Club. Yeah. South yeah. Middle Boosters Club. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good, because they can process all yeah, the, the donations. We raise money quite a few different ways. We do it through online. Uh, we also go, like... Through neighborhoods, and we like pass up flyers. Very nice. Very cool. Okay, and you got one one more thing to say? Sure. Go ahead. Oh, you don't. Okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we would like to give a special thanks to all the people who've supported already, um, and also to our coach, Miss Everett. She's really helped us along the way, and to our principals, Mr. Barney, Miss Height, and Miss Dumar, um, and also to our teammates, um, we have Eric, Jackson, Braden, and Mason who weren't able to be here today. So someone else from your team. Along with our teammates, um, Calvin Push. Calvin. We have uh, <laughs> three other teammates who sadly could not come. Uh, Calvin Cushwall. We have uh, Richard McKinney and AJ Marino. They are all on our team, and if you're listening to this, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Very right cool. Yeah, they are in score now, so maybe they won't be listening. But if they missed it, they can listen back a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But thank you guys for coming in. It's so cool. When I think back to when I was in middle school, which seems like forever ago. It was. I, yeah, thanks, Marsha. Um, I definitely was not going to be in a robotics uh, team, and that wasn't even an option. So it's so cool that you guys have this opportunity. I mean, you have all this knowledge now, and you're, oh my goodness, only in middle school. So very mm -hmm. cool. And thank you guys for coming in to chat with us, and good luck. Uh, down the road. Thank you for thank inviting you. Yeah, thanks us. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Absolutely. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. And we get individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marge Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we had uh, some kids in from South Middle School STEM program. We had the Vex Knots and the Mighty Ducks, the robotics teams that are on their way to Worlds down in uh, so Dallas, cool. Texas. That is super cool. I can't, can't even imagine having that kind of uh, you know activity to do. Mm -hmm. They're in all middle smarter. School. They're all smarter than me. I know he was talking about like you got program into you got code into different ports and things mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, I don't even really know how to like get a zip file undone. Uh -huh. You know, so <laughs> they're doing right. all this stuff. So very cool. If you missed any of that, uh, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. But joining us in studio, uh, Main Street Martinsburg, it's Robbie Blair. How you doing? I'm great. How are you all doing? Good. Good. Congratulations on an amazing St. Patrick's Day Absolutely. downtown. Hey, thank you. I think uh, all the credit goes out to uh, the weather people because yeah. bookending my event was snow on each weekend. There you go. <laughs> right. And then I had 75 degree weather. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Yeah, no, you had a perfect weekend for that. That's for sure. It looked like there was a million people downtown. Yeah, it was 
I don't know if it was a million, but it was close. close. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, hundred thousand. Maybe it was. It was pretty good. Um, everybody just had a great time. And uh, the thing that's fun about these events for me is I don't necessarily enjoy them while I'm there. <laughs> I'm well, you're, you're, well, I I do. I I get so much joy in them. But if you asked me, there were a billion things that I thought went wrong. And then everybody's look. I look around and I everybody's smiling. Everybody's mm-hmm. having a fun time. And I just. It's great in those moments during these events to kind of take a five second break and look around and be like, you know what? It's all good. Yeah. And yeah. this is great. And uh, everybody just, man, everybody had a great time. Not to bring this back to me, but I got my pierogi. <laughs> you finally got I your did. pierogi? And, and it was funny because we walked up right up. There was no line when I walked up there and oh, then wow. a line started forming behind me. You started me. it. But yeah, I was able to, and we, I think we got there, I don't know, two o'clock or something, maybe three, but um, yeah, I got my pierogi, brought those home yeah. and, and it was so festive with people dressing up for the holiday and the the band going at the bandstand, which is, that's a huge, um, you know, benefit to this, all oh, this, yeah. the, the live music going, the dancing, all of that. It was really funny. Uh I don't know how we didn't think of it, but we got to do some sort of competition next year for the best dressed. Like oh, you can yeah. enter into it and there's mm-hmm. some sort of a prize because you're right. People did go all out for this mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it was great. Um, I definitely think I be- we benefited from the, the quad state beer fest being canceled the week before. Um, I think that, I think everybody just wanted to go out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really cold winter. I still think it is a cold winter. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, are we out of winter yet? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it was it was a nice break in the action for everybody to get out there and enjoy some stuff. So yeah, it was it was great, and all our sponsors and all the volunteers that made it happen, uh, just fabulous people. Now you've had a little bit of a break, uh, event wise, since the St. Patrick's Day parade, but that doesn't mean things are slowing down at all. Things are getting ready to pick right back up. But before we get in, you know, to the wine fest and some different things that are coming up, when's this farmers market opening? It's soon, right? The fr- yeah, the first week of May, um, and we just had a little uh, conversation about it last week. It's going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. It's right there on uh, at St. John's Lutheran Church on Martin and Queen. They have a little parking lot back there. Um, it, so many reasons why it's great. One. Um, now we don't have to block a street every mm-hmm. week. Um, and we've basically doubled the capacity that we can have. So we already have, I think, four more vendors than we've had in the past. No way. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're up to almost 15 vendors. Oh, um, that's a big farmer's minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. We have, um, it's starting, you know, Berkeley County is so unique, even from Jefferson and Morgan counties. Uh, we have permanent farmers markets. Mm-hmm. You know, you can pop over to Ors mm-hmm. or Spring Valley or mm-hmm. Kitchen Orchard anytime you want. Taylor's. Um, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Taylor's exactly. Um, so it, it, it's funny that uh, our farmers market is becoming almost like an artisan market. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a few farms and there's mm-hmm. a few people that are doing that. Um, but then we have a lot of people baking things. A lot of people, you know, uh, there's a book um like a book truck. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they that were at is our... so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just walk out of your house or your apartment and go get a book. And, and you yeah, know, right in downtown too. And you like you said, every week. And it is the perfect little spot there because like I said, it's all closed in and everybody yep. can walk around. You don't got to worry about too many, you know, outside things messing yep. with you. It's going to be perfect over there. Yep. And uh, I won't tease too much, but um, there is a a company occupying the one of the buildings on Queen Street um, that will help people's mornings go a lot smoother, I think. And during the build out of said uh, business, 
um, they're going to be popping up so and, <laughs> and, uh, and selling some, some liquid gold, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, ha- we'll have a little bit of everything. Break there. the news, Robbie Blair. Yeah. Just do break it. it. Just do it. <laughs> well, it, it's Nobody's exciting. listening. It's yeah. just us. <laughs> well, don't say that. Uh, no, it, it'll be really cool. Um, and that runs all the way through October. Cool. Um, so if you are a vendor or you're interested, definitely, um, visit our, our Facebook page, uh, the Martinsburg Farmers Market. Um, or message Main Street Martinsburg, and we'll get you signed up, and we'll get you out there. Um, and it's from nine to one, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and, on Saturday. So it's it'll be really, time. really fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the weather's gonna break, and mm-hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, who knows? So that's now uh, the next big event coming up is the Wine Fest. That's on May twenty eighth, eleven a.m. to seven p.m. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so right now you can get your early bird rate for $25, and that is no fees, no anything. Really? Um, Yeah, so that runs until the end of April, I believe. Um, or maybe April 25th. Is that for vendors or for... No, to get a ticket. To get a ticket. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just just clarifying. Good good clarification there. Um, So you can get your early bird rate right now online. Um, Our Facebook has it. Uh, You can check out our uh, Eventbrite page. Yeah, April 30th, and it's $25. Uh, It's the cheapest you're going to get a price. And we've already um, matched all of our pre-sales. So we haven't even left the early bird uh, phase of it. We've already matched our pre-sales that we did in total in 2019 in just early bird. Um, So uh, it looks like people are really excited about it. You can get a VIP tent um, with eight chairs and, um, you know, a table underneath it out in front of the stage for a hundred dollars right now. That's a pretty Um, good deal. Yeah. It's, it's really great. We have all the West, well, not all of them, but uh, a fair amount of West Virginia wineries come in uh, from around the state. Uh, We're going to be sampling some regional wines, uh, from you know the northern virginia mm-hmm. maryland area at our tent um and one of the things that i think is cool um i was actually chatting with the the new brewery in hedgesville amani mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, great beer really great beer great it's beer. like three minutes from my house so it's great <laughs> um they were he was saying he thought it was cool back in the day that we had beer because he's not a wine person but he has a lot of friends that are wine mm-hmm. people and uh you know it kind of opened his eyes even to running a, a brewery he was like you know it feels nice to go somewhere and have something that you exactly. like, even if, you know, exactly. the, the main attraction something else. So we'll have a beer garden, too, for some of the folks that are not not as keen on, on wine. May 28th, 11 to 7 at Boydville. Are pets allowed, dogs? We don't encourage pets to come <laughs> uh, just for liability reasons. Um, People want to know. People do want to know. I have to ask the question. People do want to know. And I did see a ton of dogs at St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Um, which I think is, I mean, I love, I'm an animal lover mm-hmm. myself. Um, so when I say, you know, no pets, I don't say that from a, like, yeah, you're not yelling no pets. You're right. Just I love, saying. I love my dogs. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge animal person, but you know, especially at a, at a place like Boydville, um, people are going to be bringing their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, Not with the extra we, we mess, you know, it. things we like that. It. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You got to you got to cover yourself there uh, a little bit at that. Yeah. But in Boydville, that seems like the perfect place for a wine fest. Well, my goodness. And that mm-hmm. big uh, front yard. Again, Fancy. you can't ask for anything better. Martinsburg, um, we have the foundation for so many of these cool things already. And it's just fulfilling them. You know, right. Boydville mm-hmm. is you're right. It's the perfect venue for a wine fest mm-hmm. um, under those tall, mature trees. Um, we got 
cashmere junk food and uh, raised on analog awesome oh, nice. really cool oh, those cover are the bands, bands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> junk food like, how does that pair with wine yeah. what's the wine for junk food yeah we'll be s- selling cashmere sweaters <laughs> junk food and uh, it's no. Monday just <laughs> so so you know bring your dancing shoes uh, under the trees it'll be fun May 28th. And we're speaking with Robbie Blair from Main Street Martinsburg. So again, uh, let everybody know where to get in touch with you. Maybe if you want to find out a little bit more, ask a couple questions. Of course. Yeah. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, We're on Instagram, Main Street Martinsburg. And our uh, new website is up, uh, just MainStreetMartinsburg.com. You can always contact me through there. Sign up for our mailing list. We always are putting out uh, newsletters about what's happening in the area. And um, if you haven't renewed your membership, you're an individual, a business, whatever, um, go on our website. You can either pay via card or you can download the form and mail me a check. We're going to be sending out our bloom cards here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of our members, if you didn't know, uh, we send out a bloom card of, uh, you get 10% off at Colonial Farms, oh, at Rocky wow. Ridge, Allegheny Farm Landscaping Supply. So Very nice. Very yeah, cool. a little perk to support in your local main street. Very cool. We've been speaking uh, with Robbie Blair from Main Street Martinsburg. Keep up the good work. I know you literally have, I think, every single person in the community has your back on all of these uh, events and everything now. So keep up the good work. It's a blast, and I'm excited for everything that's coming up this year because there's a ton. Make sure you go check their Facebook out for that. Uh, But thanks for stopping in. I appreciate it. Thank you all. Absolutely. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, so West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Missed it for the break. We had Main Street Martinsburg's Robbie Blair in to talk about all the amazing events and different activities that are coming into downtown. And, of course, talking about all the great activities and events that have already happened. So if you missed any of that, listen back to it a little bit later on today. But now joining us on the phone is Max Richmond from National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. Max, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? Good, good. So uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on here with uh, the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare, because I know a lot of the Social Security offices are starting to open back up, and that's a pretty big deal. Well, it is a big deal. It's very good to see these Social Security field offices are reopening after two years of being shuttered. Uh, you know, so many people have been waiting for an opportunity to deal with Social Security, to have an appeal on a disability claim. That's been put on hold for two years now, which is tragic. But at the same time, uh, this just happened last Thursday. The offices opened across the country. I would encourage people to do whatever they can online or by phone just try to schedule an appointment so they don't wait a long time. You can imagine there is a huge pent-up demand sure. from people who've been waiting for these two years to get some help from Social Security. So, Max, this is Marsha, and uh, thanks for being on, because I think this is an important community service um, that you're providing to, to help us understand. There are some things that people really do need to come in and talk to someone in person related to Social Security, right? That's absolutely right. For example, if you are applying for SSI, that's for people who are really destitute, you have to apply in person. You can't do it online. You can't do it by phone. You have to actually show up. So 
Which is exactly why I mentioned that if it's all possible, uh, do whatever you can that's po- that you can do without showing up in person because there's gonna, there are going to be long lines. Uh, call before you go so you don't wait for forever uh, to get an appointment. Uh, those people who uh, have to show up in person, obviously, for as I mentioned, SSI, will have to do so. You know, Social Security offices started closing way before the pandemic because of budget constraints. Uh, the, in the last 10 years, uh, the um, budgets uh, adjusted for inflation for Social Security were decreased by 13%, whereas the people who need help, who, get, who qualify for Social Security or SSI, that increased by about 20%. So it's been going the wrong way for a long time. There, it's, bottom line, the, the Social Security has a lot of catching up to do. Uh, we met with the acting commissioner of Social Security a couple months ago to talk about uh, the reopening, and we're glad to see that it's finally happening. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that with the budget cuts and two years basically of being, um, you know, in stasis, when these are opening up, they're probably not as robustly staffed as they would have been three years ago either. Well, you you, you really touched on a key point. Uh, n- not only are they not uh, fully staffed, but in the in the last few years, Social Security has lost about fifteen hundred employees nationwide during during the pandemic. Uh, these people aren't there. Uh, to help, uh, and that's why, you know, it's so important that the budget for the Social Security Administration be fully approved. Thankfully, the Biden administration uh, has asked for a $1 billion increase over last year. Unfortunately, the Congress appropriated less than half of that. So as I said, there's a lot of catching up to do. They need the resources. You know, what's so uh, troubling is the money to operate the Social Security system comes out of the payroll tax, does not add a penny to the federal deficit. It's all collect. The money is collected through the FICA tax. It's used to pay benefits. If there's any left over in each year, it goes into the trust fund. That same funding, for the most part, is what is used to fund the program, to pay for the employees, to pay for the computers, to, to pay for the 1-800 number. So there's no reason in my mind that the agency cannot be fully funded to the extent that it's able to provide uh, the services that are so so essential. The Social Security Trust Fund has a $2.9 trillion surplus. Uh, we shouldn't be skimping on the funding for the program, especially in light of the fact that it's paid for out of the payroll tax. People that pay, pay the payroll tax, they are paying to get the benefits when they qualify, and they're paying to have the program run efficiently and serve them in the, in the best possible way. So uh, Max Richmond is here. He's with the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. And programming note, we're going to have Max back uh, next Monday to talk about an autism uh, treatment that is um, that that is being uh, talked about a lot as far as Medicare Part B covering it. So we're going to be talking about that more in depth. Now, it's important to note you're not from the Social Security office, but you guys advocate for folks who are in that age range, certainly. Can you offer our listeners some practical tips as far as how they're going to navigate this now that the Social Security offices are open? Do you guys have tips for caregivers as well? And, and where's the clearinghouse for all of that? 
Well, the the best uh, way to do that is to get on our um, uh, on our email list. Uh, if someone wants more information, and you're right, we're not Social Security. We're we're uh, uh, an, an advocacy group that's been around since the early '80s. Uh, NCPSSM.org. We have an 800 number. If if anyone would like to do that, it's one eight hundred nine six six. 1935, easy to remember. It's the year Social Security became law, 1-800-966-1935. But the main uh, tip that I would offer at this moment is if you don't absolutely have to go down to Social Security, uh, for example, if you have an SSI claim, as I mentioned, you have to show up in person. But if it's not something like that, if you can do it over the phone, if it can do it over the Internet, if you you should do that, but also call and make an appointment because I I imagine the lines are going to be uh, extensive, and we don't want people sitting around outside for hours and hours waiting to get in. So uh, you know try to try to make an appointment, hold off for a little while if you don't absolutely have to show up uh, in person until they kind of get their act together and, and are able to process uh, people much quicker. Again, speaking with Mac, Max Richmond from the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. Uh, again, we'll speak with you next week, but thank you for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. Look forward to it. Thank Absolutely. You. Thanks, Max. And that was Max Richmond from National Security or National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. So missed any of that conversation. Always a lot of important information there when we speak to Max. I think listen back to it a little bit later on today. Right. And, and we'll be talking about uh, the Alzheimer's drug next week with mm-hmm. him and, and how they're advocating for folks uh, as far as Medicare Plan B. Absolutely. So I think I said Alzheimer's. Maybe I said autism, but it's Alzheimer's. That's I think you did say autism, yeah. Okay, it's Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah. Well, I don't ever say, I say, I say, say all, Alzheimer's. See, I say, I always say Alzheimer's. Some people shorthand it to old timers, which oh, is not a pejorative. It's just a. Yeah. That's my, just, my mouth can't make that the right. Z whatever in there. But yeah, if you missed any of that with Max, listen back to it a little bit later on today. And if you've missed any of this panhandle out today, we had a ton of people on. We had Main Street Martinsburg's Robbie Blair talking about the uh, St. Patrick's Day Fest that was a couple of weeks ago. That was a blast. Uh, of course, Wine Fest coming up on the 28th and all the other things. We got the farmer's market coming into town, starting up here in the new location there uh, just off Martin Street or just on Martin Street, rather. So you can... Uh, Find out a little bit more about that. We had the Vex Knots and Mighty Ducks 2.0 from South Middle STEM program talk about their robotics teams and the robots they have that are throwing things and you know collecting things and they're coding things and doing way miles cooler and stuff, miles of code, doing way cooler stuff than I ever did when I was in middle school or as an adult probably for that matter. Uh, and of course we had Penny Porter from the Unity from the uh, United Way the Eastern Panhandle talking about the Unity campaign uh, at the beginning of the show as well. So all kinds of stuff happening this morning on Panhandle Live. You can still support the Unity campaign through tomorrow as well and of course um, part of your donation may be matched by a generous anonymous donor absolutely absolutely so if you missed any episode or any of the episode today or show today you can uh, listen back to it a little bit later on uh, on facebook and spotify but we got a few minutes left marcia how was your weekend i don't think i've gotten to talk to you about that great i had a wonderful weekend i went antiquing with my best friend and find anything cool um i mean we saw so much cool stuff there was a full-on world war ii uh, uniform that I saw at one place. I wasn't going to really? pick it up. I wasn't yeah. going to buy it, but it was so thin, like so so narrow, narrow shoulder. Right. Shoulder. Well, and people it just were reminded- built a lot different back yes. then. Yes, and there was no McDonald's then. And, no, and all that, no, no, so. no. Yeah, absolutely. But well, yeah, you did, did you give me anything? 
Uh, leave, no. Well, no. we need a new clock. Yes, we do. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Yeah, it, it is all good. That was an old clock. When the universe tells you you need a new clock. It, it, it falls off clock. the wall and yeah. shatters into a million pieces. Yep. So thankfully that didn't happen on the air. But if you missed anything that did happen on the air today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. But for Mark Kavalik, I'm Jordan Icemore. It's been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.